You are listening to the Booth Podcast, Saskatchewan's home for unfiltered sports analysis, hot takes, and wild, wild conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of some ages, welcome back to the booth, the weekly NFL podcast. I am your host, Kalen McFadden Carver. As always, joining me, we have Mr. Davey O'Doyle, Mr. Reese Ricky Stats Sconge. Boys, how are we doing today? Dave will start with you. Uh, you know, feeling good, feeling live, feeling loose. There's a, a Bengals move that was really stunning and really good, really strong pick. And then there was a Cleveland Browns move that I didn't like so much. But, you know, I think we'll get there. Rich? I'm feeling good. This is the first week as a Vikings fan in a while that I feel good. It's for a couple of reasons. One signing, I know I'm very happy about Carve. I don't know about you. Um, and, a, and a trade in my division that we will get to as well. That's making me very happy. Um, for those watching video, got the new tarp. We're hanging Randy Moss up in the rafters. So good timing on that too. Tarp is fresh. We will start there with standout NFC North wide receivers. Devontae Adams, probably... 18 hours after we recorded our last episode, Devontae Adams traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first and a second, and then signs at the time the biggest non wide receiver, non quarterback contract ever. Just a fuckload of money. Um, Rich, he's out of your division. The Wicked Witch is dead. Devontae Adams, gone. How are you feeling? How much do you think Aaron Rodgers is? Re- Reading signing that contract like he's well, gotta it, be it came out that the Packers allegedly offered him a bigger deal and then apparently Rodgers knew that Devontae was gonna leave but still signed uh, which I I, I I don't buy it I'm having trouble believing that too there's no way he knew no I did they tag Devontae before or after they tagged him after Rodgers deal because Rogers deal was the reason they couldn't give him a long-term contract. So they tagged Devonte. He said, he's not going to play on the tag. So they trade him to, to Vegas. So it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. Yes. That Devonte Adams isn't a Packer anymore. So who's he really got to be mad at the organization or himself? Cause he's the greedy bastard that made this happen. Yeah. And hundred percent, like for all the talk of, you know, Rogers, and Devontae's love affair and how much they love playing with each other and they're the best of friends on and off the field and stuff. Well, it kind of seems like Devontae got screwed. Uh, and there could be some inner workings. There obviously is some inner workings that we don't know about, but it on the surface, it kind of looks like Aaron Rodgers said, fuck this friendship, fuck this chemistry. I am getting my money. And yeah. that's what he's done his whole career. So It doesn't surprise me. He's a piece of shit humans so there we go dave thoughts I mean, on the matter um there's like rumors before that i heard that said like Devonte completely intended if he could be a raider to be a raider at this year no matter what aaron did that's what i heard 
because I mean his boy Carr is there and he's Raiders fan, right? Like yeah. Well, and I it was like a month ago or something that Devontae bought a house in Las Vegas, I think, way before so the Honestly, he probably knew this, and then that's why Aaron wanted to take all the money. He's like, well, it's not here for Devontae, so I don't care about anybody else, but... Yeah. I mean, great, great team guy, but anyways... um, I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a good pickup for the Raiders. It keeps them competitive, right? You can't have Hunter Renfro be your number one receiver, as good as he is from the slot. Um, yeah. Gives Derek Carr more reason to be excited, more firepower to keep up in the AFC West, right? Like, this is this is a good deal. I'm excited to see what Devontae does just because, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't think we play him so good. Yeah, I mean, maybe now Devontae can not have to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like, that's – I'm pumped for him. Um, I'm pretty, pretty sure he still will if the Raiders get there. I don't think yeah, that team's good enough to beat some of these AFC teams. He won't have to lose in the first round of the playoffs because they're not making the playoffs. So. Ex- exactly, yeah. Like, he, <laughs> he won't have to – he won't have to have the um, expectations and then to be consistently let right. down. He'll, he'll either be surprised or he'll be right on par. <laughs> or like, fuck it, I'm in Vegas getting paid a shit ton of money. Who cares? <laughs> um, so that was, I was going to say the big trade, but that wasn't that wasn't even the biggest number one wide receiver trade this last week. But before that, we have to talk about that fuckhead trader, Zadarius hey. Smith. Let's go. Let's go. Darius Smith signs with Baltimore four years, $35 million. It was an absolute steal. It was one of my favorite signings of the offseason. We got him on an absolute bargain. Thought it was incredible. Was pumped immediately after that episode gets put out. It comes out that Zedarius said, eh, maybe I'll just fucking dick around. Pulls a Josh McDaniels, says, nah. Don't really want that deal, even though we fucking we brought you into this world, Zadarius. Okay. But he says, no shit. I went to the wrong purple and gold team. Goes to Minnesota, signs a three-year deal there. Three year, correct? 42 million. So 14 a year. I don't know what's guaranteed. And obviously contracts are weird, but Vikings get a pass rusher. Vikings get a pass rusher that was on the Green Bay Packers. That was a division rival. So you, Devontae Adams gets out of your division, Rich. Devontae Adams leaves town, leaves the conference. And then a guy who sacked Kirk Cousins twice a year for like three seasons, four seasons, don't know how long he's in Green Bay. He says, I want to sack 12. I want to play for the Vikings. Rich, what? This week's coming up rich. (laughs) This has been a turnaround week for me as a Vikings fan. I went from shit. The Packers got Aaron back. We still have a huge cap hit with Kirk. What the hell are we going to do? We might as well trade Kirk and rebuild this team too. Well, now the Packers don't have Devontae. Randall Cobb's their number one receiver. Like we have Zadarius Smith. Kirk's taken we've extended Kirk and cut his cap hit down for this year. We're not out of this conversation for the NFC North anymore. 100% not. <clears throat> you like, okay. Quarterback far and away green Bay, right? Yes. hundred percent receivers in that division. You guys, no question. Shout out running back. You guys. Yep. 
backup running back. You could say AJ Dillon. I love Alexander Madison. Yeah. Uh, defensive line was Darius Smith, a guy that knows the division. Daniil Hunter uh, did lose Michael Pierce. Shout out Ravens coming back home. Um, you guys very well could. But you still have Eric Kendricks, yeah. Anthony Barr, like Harrison Smith. I still think kicking around there. You guys could make yeah. a, a run for the North. We went into the week two talking about, okay, um, second highest cap hit on the team, Daniil Hunter. We got to trade him. And it was the talk of the week was we're going to trade Daniil Hunter. We're going to get rid of that cap hit there. Zadarius Smith comes available. We get on that. I thought for sure, okay, we get Zadarius Smith, Daniil Hunter's out. Mm-hmm. Can't take on both those guys. Daniil Hunter converts his contract to a signing bonus so that we can sign Zedarius Smith. Oh, and okay. so that those two can play together. That's kind of dope. I did not know that. Yeah. Daniel Hunter, team guy. Team guy. That's love to see it. Love to love to see it. Um, yeah, so then we had, I mean, there was some minor deals all around. We had Michael Pierce coming back to the Ravens. And you know what's crazy is, like, Michael Pierce, and I'm not saying he's a top 10 tackle in the league or anything, but, like, that is just a complete under-the-radar signing. Like, this offseason has been insane. Um, Teron Armstead, best tackle on the market, signs in Miami, long-term deal, gets his, gets his bag, says, I'd rather, you know, protect potentially a franchise quarterback in a sunny city, beautiful Miami, than protect fuckhead Taysom Hill in New Orleans. Um, had some stuff like that, putzing around. The Bengals made a splash. Dave, you alluded, alluded to it earlier i believe you were talking about lyle collins uh on the right tackle spot of the Bengals. of course you guys also got ted karras alex kappa i think the the big thing about the Bengals stuff this year is like hey we went to the super bowl and we had one distinct weakness it was our offensive line and now like arguably we have like a top 12 line like i said we still have a little bit of a gap at left guard but like we got ted karras Lael Collins and Alex Kappa for pretty much almost as much money as the Dolphins signed Tron Armstead for. Like these were all good deals. I think Collins cap hits only like 5 million this year. Like we got him cheap. He wanted to come here to see his old old line coach, Frank Pollock. He has the same agent as Joe Mixon. Like the fit was right. He was a, the one piece that we were missing was another guy at the right tackle. Right. And we got him now. He's a mauler in the run game. LSU guy, love that. Came from the Cowboys. He has a little bit of concern because he has like a hip injury or whatever he did, but he said he's feeling good. And like that dude's like still a top six right tackle in the league. So for that deal, I'm excited about that. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Pump Joey B. Maybe he won't get sacked seven and five times. Pumped for the other Joe, maybe more so. Like, Joe Mixon has been a thousand yard top five running back for the last three or four years in a row. And now he has an O-line. That's scary. He's he's had a bottom 10 run run blocking offensive line his whole career. And he gets over a thousand every year. Like this dude's about to eat up. And I think the thing that's like, he's about to eat up in a big way. And what you saw Joe Burrow do was almost all quick game. Or like with very little protection. Like this opens up our entire offense. 
So yeah. we've seen only a fraction of what the Bengals can do, and they made it to a Super Bowl with that passing game. So, I mean, yep. watch out, y'all. Hey, watch out, y'all. That is something that all masseuses in the Cleveland area need to hear because Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland. Now, by the rules of this podcast, I get to talk about this first because you two need some control. Yeah. <laughs> when we talk we're... about AFC I'm gonna North. Of one thing. I'm only going to remind you of one thing, Rich. Only yeah, it's one. okay. 22 women. That's I'm, all I'm going to say before. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to okay. bring it up. Don't worry. All right. Okay. All of this preface, um, Deshaun Watson sounds like a shitty human being. Um, obviously, when 22 women come forward, you're cleared of charges, all that stuff. You've done something wrong to put yourself in this position. And that, that needs to be taken into consideration 1,000% to this thing. He's a fuck of a good football player. He's a good fucking quarterback. There's a reason that teams were willing to trade for him despite this. Cleveland has picked up a guy that is so much better than Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God. This is a huge upgrade for this team. These guys look depressed. They look deflated. I like this move. I like this move a lot. I think I, I, I can't, I struggle to say good things because obviously this guy is not a great guy, which honestly was the, so shocking to me because from everything I had seen before all this stuff came out about these women, I thought this guy's a great guy. He's a good Clemson kid, went to Clemson under Debo Sweeney, a great coach guy who just builds guys with good character. And he kind of tarnished that for Dabo as well as himself. So I, I, I like this as a football move. Cleveland, it's questionable from from a morale and ethics standpoint. Man, I've seen a lot of people coming on Bengals Twitter being in Ohio, right? Like, yep. hey, do you guys have room on the bandwagon? Like, I can't get behind this. I have daughters. I have whatever. I've seen a yeah. lot of that, which is something, like, I don't even think about, right? I don't have a daughter. I mean, obviously, you love your mother, and I have a sister and stuff, but, like, you just – it's whatever, right? Single guy in your 20s, like, oh, it's terrible. Obviously, it's terrible. We're not going to – but it doesn't hit the same as when you see people like, oh, I know people who are victims of sexual abuse or like I have daughters and stuff like I'm, I'm a Bengals fan now until they get rid of this. Right. And then you see those reports come out like they talked to him for 30 minutes about his sexual like allegation stuff. And that was it before they signed him. And they didn't talk to any of the 22 lawyers or women who had the lawsuit on them and stuff. Right. Just like just a really like we know the nfl's a business but just like so blatant with this it's like oh yeah i know it's fine we got the sean watson now yeah like putting aside all our you know hatred and stuff aside looking at this from like a football perspective like yeah i remember when like the ray rice shit kind of happened and it came out and it was like 
it's weird because there's that football side of you that's like Ray Wright, like he's he produces on the field, like. But then it's like, man, like, yeah, twenty. Those are just, and obviously, like, it goes without saying, like, it, just because he wasn't indicted doesn't mean that he's innocent. Clearly, like you said, Rich, something was going on. Um, and those are just the women that came forward. Like, we don't know. There, there could be 122. You know, we we don't know. Um, but yeah, like we're all in our 20s guys like it's terrible you hear like that's what a piece of shit but you don't think about it until you see stuff like that it's like i have daughters and stuff and it's like man yeah there i'm it's a controversial move for sure football side of it he's a very talented player um i'm still not convinced if we're going to the football side that cleveland won't find a way to ruin this i just i think the thing for me like obviously it's a good move because they have that great defense and they have a top three back and a great line decently good line and like tight ends they have amari cooper now right like yeah but i think the thing for me i'm still wondering is deshaun hasn't played in a whole year and like i know it's tennessee i or sorry the texans i get that but he's like literally a 500 quarterback for as amazing as he does play in some stuff Mm -hmm. he is a 500 quarterback and he plays in a division now with burrow and with lamar and he's been off for a year and let's be honest cleveland it's not the most functioning organization, even if you want to make jokes about other ones. Like on paper, this should work if we're just talking about football, but I'm not even 100% convinced that it will. No, that's true. And also, like, the thing is, you might get suspended for a year or two, actually, right? No, so I, that's, about that. I want to talk on that too. And I want to, I want to say a big fuck you to the Cleveland organization. And this is a shame on you moment is. In his contract, you know what? I'd, I'd actually like to. I'd like. To, I'd like to piggyback on Rich and just give a big fuck you to the Cleveland organization. <laughs> Rich, you can continue what you're going to say. In his contract, because he might get suspended this year, in 2023, 2024, 2025, and 2026, he gets paid a base salary of 46 million. This year, in the year that he's likely to be suspended for six games, he gets paid one million. So he will only lose a part of that one million instead of forty-six million. Yeah, and Cleveland crafted that contract for that reason. Yeah, that's a bad move. So now you're saying we're gonna lighten the punishment on Deshaun Watson for this? Yeah. So, and like, hey, it sucks. I'm there's people who probably will boycott the NFL for letting him play stuff like that. And I, I can't argue it. Like I understand it's, it's fucked up. Um, But yeah, when you hear shit like that, it's like, okay, so basically what we're hearing is he didn't get indicted. So he won't see any jail time, won't see prison time. Right. Was, was found not guilty by a second grand jury today as of recording it. Um, He, managed to get his way out of Houston, which is why he was sitting out last year. That's the thing people forget. He wasn't sitting out because of a suspension or anything. He was sitting out because he didn't want to play for Houston. So he forced his way out of Houston, not getting indicted, got a massive payday and won't lose any quote unquote, any of that this year when he's suspended. So this is like an interesting point of that too, is like 
his lawyer and him and everything in his statements, he's never admitted and there's no remorse of any sort, right? And like, I mean, why? I guess from legal strategy, you would never show remorse because yeah. you might be guilty, right? Yeah. But I mean, obviously the Browns didn't care a whole lot. They just did whatever. Um, but I think the interesting thing is I'm pretty sure tomorrow he's getting introduced in Cleveland. Oh, so sure. like, that's going to be really big to see what he says, right? If he clears it right out of the way, like, oh yeah, I, well, I'm innocent. So I don't have to apologize for anything. Or I guess it'll just be what the tone is and how he answers those initial questions. Right. Cause somebody's going to ask him. Oh, for sure. Things, and- right? That's going to, that's going to say a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially like, like, I don't know. Cause there's like, you mean there's even more ways to be not be like, I'm not guilty, but like sympathetic then straight yeah. just denial, right? So we'll see yeah. how that goes, right? Because, and I mean, because of the whole, like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I need to break some news, guys. Like, none of the three of us have actually ever passed the bar or have a legal degree. I'm taking so, um, law and ethics or law 301 right now in my business on. program. So, Okay, wait. My first degree has some law stuff in it. There we go. We got a basic understanding of law. Okay. (laughs) Second point, second, uh, I guess, sub point to that. We are in Canada. Um, Also, yes. So I don't know if this can, does it go to, I don't know how, if it's going to go to another grand jury or whatever, but I know, you know, the whole double jeopardy thing, you can't be tried again for this stuff criminally, I think. So, is it wrapped up now? Is it quote unquote over? And now he just has to face the NFL side of it, or is there more legal stuff? I don't know. But like you said, the tone, the uh, tone. So, is he is he going to be? Hey, dog pound, let's go. All this stuff, and it's like that. Hey, read the room. Like you were, yeah. <laughs> you have a pretty tarnished legacy right now, a reputation right now. Like it, he was cleared you know. of all criminal charges, but I don't believe any of the 22 civil lawsuits have been um, have anything has happened there. So he could still have to pay millions and millions of dollars or yeah, whatever. He won't go to jail, right. but he could have to pay the 22 women. Right. Which I mean, not that it's that much of a, whatever, but he should pay his whole contract to him. Like what his entire length of his contract in yeah. those five years, just split it all between them. Right. Like, yeah. so uh, quick math of his, five-year, $230 million contract. If he were to get suspended for six games, he would lose $350,000. I changed to him. I love the NFL. I love it. It's my favorite sport. It's my favorite league. There's shit like that you hear that's just like, damn, it is a business, and you forget about that until <laughs> something like this happens, whether it's Ray Rice, whether it's Zeke, whether it's Kareem Hunt, whether it's Carf, Deshaun. Carf, like, I'm gonna have to. I have to say it. We wanted one season with the AFC North not to have one rapist be the leader of a team. We wanted one season, and we couldn't get that. We couldn't get one. One. Should we talk about Tyreek Hill though? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk, move on. This is yeah, depressing. Let's, Let's yeah, talk let's about talk a about much. Tyree. Let's talk about a much better person in Tyree Kill. Uh, <laughs> Tyree Kill. It was yesterday. We're recording this Wednesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah, it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Tyree Kill 
it, it was it was like rapid succession notification Tyree Kill allowed to seek a trade, which to me kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't know there was any issue going on there. I assumed Tyree Kill was in a perfect situation for his skill set. Um, he was getting paid a handsome sum, but he had permission to seek a trade. And Tyree Kill and his agent came up with two juggernauts in the AFC East. And no, it's not the actual two juggernauts in the AFC East. It was the Jets and Dolphins that he said, hey, those spots. An hour later, hour and a half later, Tyree Kill has been traded to the Miami Dolphins for one, two, three, four, five draft picks. The Miami Dolphins first, second, and fourth this year, and a fourth and sixth next year. And then, as if that wasn't crazy enough, he signs the new biggest non-quarterback contract in NFL history, one-upping Devontae Adams from six days ago. Uh, I think he's making $30 million a year, which is insane and I'm just going to get this right off the bat. I think this was a great trade for the Chiefs. I think they absolutely hosed the Miami Dolphins. I think the Dolphins gave up five picks for a receiver who's closer to 30 than he is 25. Then they're now paying him $30 million a year, and his game is reliant heavily on his unbelievable speed and athleticism which doesn't get better when you hit 30 it, it just doesn't age well that's the kind of receiver that doesn't age well right yeah when you don't have an elite skill that's on technique or repeatable things with age right it's yeah. just it's bad right do you know who do you know who lasted in this league jerry rice and larry fitzgerald they right. ran four sixes like Tyree Kill, bodies, good routes, good hands, right? Yeah, and Tyree Kill for a guy that's open 60 yards down the field, do you know what you need? A quarterback who can throw it 60 yards down the field and hit you in stride. And Tua Tungavailoa is not that guy so far. So far. We don't know. Tua could come into camp at 6 feet 250, and he only put that weight, or he only put muscle into his legs and his hips, and he is absolutely yoked to the gills, ready to throw it to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Or he could still be the limp dick Tua that we've seen the first two seasons, where he will throw the ball two yards instead of hitting his guy 20 yards down the field. I'm not a Tua guy. Seems like a great person. Tyreek doesn't. I think the Chiefs hosed them. Somehow the Chiefs got better after this deal. Um, I don't think they got better. I really, I don't think the Chiefs got better. But I think, I think that overall better. that's going to be the best move in the long term because of his age and because of how much money he was asking for and the style of game that won't age well. I think the Chiefs indeed did end up getting the better half of that. Um, because right, like let's be honest, Tyreek probably has five or less years good years left in him right if that so but i mean like let's if we're just going to take the 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 value that he is now as he is for the dolphins like it's a big loss for the chiefs because so much of their offense was opened up by having to bracket tyreek or making sure somebody was deep help right and that opens up so much stuff underneath so now the dolphins have that and the chiefs don't which is interesting but so now the dolphins have 
for pass catchers only, right? They got Toronto Armstead. They got guys up front. They got two running backs. But what they have for pass catchers, right, is they have Tyreek Hill, Mike Isecki, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker, Cedric Wilson. Like, they're loaded. This is to his only season to decide if he's any good or not, or if he's going to be a backup is this year because you have no reason left not to produce. This and is- let's not even mention that Mike McDaniels is going to run the ball. That's what he loves. He signed Al Gingle, the fullback, to make sure they run the ball. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have the advantage of establishing a run game with that. Yep. If you can't make this work, you suck. Yes. This is he's, – he's standing at the edge of his bed there's a beautiful woman laying there, no clothes. It smells perfect in the room. It smells like vanilla. There's candles. There's some weekend playing softly in the background. And he's looking down. And he's saying, can I get my limp dick hard? Or will I just flaccid this for the rest of time? This is his chance to decide. Because he's she's not, he's, she's not, she's not going to wait there for three years waiting. No, 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 no. It's now or never, Tua. He has to decide if he's going to get it up and get it in, or if he's going to chicken out and get her a drink of water. He's going to yes. say, "Whoops, I'll be back in a minute." And he's going to get her a water bottle. He's going to say, he, "He, he has got, he's got two. He's looking, and he can either say, are you ready for the best night of your life?'" Or he can look at her and say, is it too hot in here for you? Or like, should I? Maybe AC? I should go open the window, turn on the AC. I'll be back in a minute. Like, all right, dude. You want to know it's why a- we're different than all other sports shows in Saskatchewan? This is why. None That's of them why. talk about limp dick to a- <laughs> No, limp dick to it. Hey, is it going to be fins up or? <laughs> okay. We always know it's fins up, but. He shared it. Limp dick to a- <laughs> Yeah. Limp dick to a- uh, I'm sorry, Tua. You seem like a nice guy. You really do. You just I say, like, all you have to do is have a baller season that's laid out in front of you, and we will stop calling you that. I, I promise. I will get us to stop. I will stop. If you do it. If you get it, it, it up and you put up big numbers and lead your team to the playoffs, then we'll stop calling you that. You have Prove my word. It. Yeah. Put it out on the table. Hit me in the face with it, and I'll shut the hell up. Um, but I think that was the last major move that happened this week. I'm sure there will be seven all pro players next week that are traded. That I mean, we, we still got about. like, we still have Bobby Wagner out there. We still have honey badger. We still got some guys out there. right? <laughs> like Al well, Robinson went to the Rams too. Like there's like yeah, lots of I, Juju went to the chiefs, right? Like there's lots of moves. It's, it's insane. What's happening. Yeah, this year's week. just been nuts. And also on top of that, like, yeah, there was speculation, but I mean, Russ wasn't a free agent. You know, Deshaun wasn't a free agent. Like guys would be. Wentz was the free agent, right? Wentz wasn't a free agent. Uh, we did not talk about Matty Ice to the Colts. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about yeah. that one. It's hard to keep up with this. <laughs> you want to know why we're different than every other sports one in Saskatchewan? Because we forget fucking most of the important things. That because happen. we yeah. forget a good team, near playoff team, getting a veteran quarterback. That's Think about this. Different. Think about this. We've talked more about. Too Olympicing it, then we talked about an MVP QB switching conferences. Um, Matt Ryan traded to the Colts, and then Marcus Mariota subsequently signs a two year deal with the Falcons. I guess before we get to like what's important about this trade, the yeah. Falcons are going to be the second or third worst team in the NFL, right? Yeah, they don't have any receivers. And like, hey, I know Marcus Mariota is probably okay, but like, your best weapon is Kyle Pitts or Cordell Patterson, like, that's tough, and your O line's not great. 
and your defense is meh. Like, the Falcons are bad. But anyways. The Falcons are bad. I guess while we're talking about um, NFC South QBs, James Winston re-ups there. I think we had to have talked about this last week because it was before then, but Tom Brady unretired. Carolina still don't know what the fuck's going on there. One more year for Sam? I don't know. We'll talk about that later. There's not something there. Anyways, anyways, but, yeah. But, uh, Matt Ryan yeah, yeah. goes to the Colts. That's their fifth starting QB in the last five years. Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, uh, which does suck because that looks really bad. Hey, they thought they had the guy. They they did have the guy that they thought was going to be there for a decade and a half. They didn't know he was a commander at heart, though. That's what they didn't know. No, I mean, Andrew Luck. Oh, I thought you were talking about Carson Wentz, bro. No, I mean, we got Carson the commander, obviously, going to... That didn't work last year because he's a commander at heart. And well, yeah, he was he... waiting to find his shit, and he found it. Anyways, so I... yes. Andrew he, down, he was holding a horseshoe, and he said, this isn't me. And then he looked, and he said, I, I'm the captain. I'm a commander. And he knew where he had to go. Yeah, he but did. yeah, they thought they had Andrew Locke. You know, like they... So, yeah, they are going through QBs. And it's kind of like, all right, this is the NFL. It's been five years. Let's fucking figure it out here, Indy. But uh, I think they're the new Denver Broncos now. I think they are the team that we're going to say they're a quarterback away from being a legit contender. Um, Matt Ryan's nice. Matt Ryan's also 37. Matt Ryan's best years are also behind him. Matt Ryan does have better weapons, I'd say. Not great by any means, but he does have the best running back in football and a top three O-line, so we could see some things. A great defense. Who knows? Ceiling I, could be the roof. I, is. I, I like this move. Ceiling. I think this is the best move that the Colts have made out of the three because Matt Ryan is still playing. Like He played really well last year with nothing besides Kyle Pitts to work with, right? Realistically. <laughs> but my thing is, I think more, even more than the Broncos, it almost seems like the Colts window is shutting on them now. Yep. I mean, Darius Leonard is great, but he's getting older, right? I mean, Buckner's awesome, but he's getting older still. Like, these guys are almost in their second contracts now. Uh, like, uh, T.Y. Hilton's out of his time. Their line has been great, but now they just lost two of their linemen. You know what I mean? To free agency. It feels like their window's starting to shut already. Like, it like, feels like the last three years they missed their window. It, 100%, because it's like, the thing with the Broncos is like, the players that make them so attractive – and appealing are in their rookie contracts. Right. Javante Williams, Pat Sertain, uh, Jerry Judy, Judy yeah. Albert O, you know, all these guys. And then you look at the Colts, they are pricey players who are approaching. And it sucks to, or get, about to get pricey, right? They're about, about to get pricey. They are or about to. Or they're about to get. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jonathan Taylor's probably not going to, probably not going to play out his rookie deal without asking for. You know, he wants to get his because he's running back. He knows the game. Uh, but then you look, Darius Leonard, expensive, also approaching 30. Buckner, expensive, getting up to 30. And not that, oh, they're 30, they suck. But we all know. We've but we know that's where the athletic is just changing, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. So, oh, they, yeah. didn't they get uh, Emmanuel Ogba too now, the Colts, in mm-hmm. that trade for Rocky Singh that went to the Raiders, right? So, I mean, like, that's good. That's good. Yannick Ngakwe. Who would I say? Emmanuel Ogba. No, that's he's still a dolphin. I meant he is still a dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Dude, when you told me that, I was like, oh shit, I'll just go along because I, I didn't know they got him. That's kind of big. No, no, no. Yeah. I like you when I said that the entire time, I was thinking 91 of the Raiders, and I was yeah. just like, Oh yeah, that's his name. Yeah, no, no, they get, yeah, yeah. yeah, and in Gokwe, like with with a good D line like Buckner, you got up there, like he can be a great player. So 
I'm excited to see what Matt Ryan can do. I think he could have a, a 4,500 yard, 30 touchdown season. I do. They could win that division. They could win yeah. that division if they play well, right? Yeah. The Titans are still obviously formidable, but we know the Texans and the Jags aren't, right? Yeah. So that's a two dog race. Like you can win that division. You just need to obviously win your games against the Titans and take advantage of what you have. Maybe get another receiver, but we'll save that for whenever, right? But. Absolutely. But I think that brings us to the end of our news for this week. And boy, do we have an absolute slice of cake for you now. As you guys know, the draft is in about a month. It's coming up. Got the combine out of the way. Pro days are underway slash out of the way. We know our guys. All right. We have five weeks, give or take, before the draft. And we thought today we will do. A, our version one, the booth, the booth V 1.0 mock draft. This is a cumulative effort. This isn't going to be, we all present ours and then we adjust it. No, 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 no. Like our QB roadmap from a couple weeks ago, which I think we maybe got two of those picks, right? Um, we are going to do a collaborative mock draft. So before we started here, started recording we did a random name generator and picking first will be none other than rich rich sconch has the 101 picking second will be david o'doyle i will be taking third and then we'll bounce it right back to rich and then to dave and then to me so yeah, we're forth. just going we're just going to me of every third pick yep. obviously right so so forth and so on we have the uh, we have the as of right now draft order because at the rate yeah. of this offseason, Philadelphia still, might still, still own a the month first till the draft. Still a month till the draft. <laughs> it might Philly might end up with 15 first round picks and the New York team split the other 17. We right. don't know. Um but without further ado, are you boys ready? Oh, yeah. And there's a reason we said this is the V. 1.0 draft because we'll probably do more as we get closer to it. We're going to have we... to do more. The draft order is going to change yes. four times. Yes. This is the so... best part about the draft. You get to do this multiple times. Exactly. This is this is football, baby. This is football. Rich. D- uh, wait. I was going to do that part. <laughs> I was oh, literally planning. No. I was like in my head like, how's it go? Rich is on the board. Yeah. Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars are now on the clock. There we go. Okay. With the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select offensive tackle Evan Neal, Alabama. I think this pick makes sense. I think they need to to bolster up that offense they need to get trevor lawrence going here he's the chosen one he's the young prodigy of the nfl and giving him protection is only going to help him evan neal's a beast yeah i think that's good too because we don't know they they're tagging cam robinson for the second year but if they get a guy like this you can let him go and not pay him that big money right so this is a good pick huge i mean i don't know if ever taking a highly regarded offensive lineman the year after your franchise QB is ever a bad pick protect him like solid pick solid pick rich 
Um, this moves us to the Detroit Lions general manager, Davey O'Doyle, on the clock. I'm torn about this one. There's two guys in my mind. You know what? I'm, I'm going to have to – I'm doing it. They're going to take hometown kid Aiden Hutchinson off the edge. That's That jersey's going to be a huge seller, like Burrow in Ohio, like Thielen in Minnesota. It's yep. going to be a big seller. It's going to be a hit. Aiden Hutchinson going home, helping out that pass rush there, trying to take over a, another kneecap biter for the old, uh, the old Dan Campbell crew. 100%. 100%. He's – He's looking forward to eating some uh, some cartilage down there. Um, okay, this brings this brings the draft to number three, Houston. I will be picking. Um, this is interesting. There are two guys I have in mind. I mean, there's like 17, but um, I think six months ago he was almost the consensus number one overall pick. He's kind of fallen a little bit. Hutchinson had a monster season. At the exact same position, I think Houston Texans see Kayvon Thibodeau sitting there, and I think they snatch him up. Um, I mean, the guy is a freak off the edge, absolutely. There's been some effort concerns. There's been some durability concerns, but I think he's, you know, a big-name player that Houston needs a star. Houston needs a star. They're, They're going with Davis Mills. I mean, gun to your head, name the Houston running back. Like, uh, bang, bang, bang. Kayvon Thibodeau off the board. All right. This fourth pick. Fourth pick, the New York Jets general manager, Rich Sconge. Who do we uh, I think this one's kind of consensus through a lot of mock drafts I've seen, too. I think this will be Kyle Hamilton. Um Letting Marcus May walk in free agency, it makes sense to bring in a new young safety to fill that position. I like it. I think it's a good move for them. He's unreal too. Yeah, big, big, rangy safety, uh, unreal athleticism, and yeah, like you said, letting Marcus May go, um, huge loss. Underrated safety. Why not just fill it right away? Sticking in New York, we have the New York football giants on the clock. David O'Doyle, what are we thinking here? For how terrible that offensive line was last year, I think they need help there. And I think we know tackle is at good value, especially this high. Um, I'm, I like a guy, Iki Aquanu, complete mauler, complete freak athlete. He's going to be able to play that uh, right tackle spot that they have open there. Even can play some interior if they need him. But NC State tackle, just a nasty customer. I think the Giants will be happy with uh, Iki Aquanu there at five. Boom. Boom. All right. This brings it to me. And I have the Carolina Panthers. Who? This is a tough one. But I think we see the first quarterback off the board here. And I think it is going to be not necessarily that I agree with it. I think it's going to be Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. I've seen that a couple places here. Yeah. I've Uh, heard that they love him. Right. That's what, and, um, 
<laughs> the story came out a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks, a couple days ago that Baker and the Panthers had mutual disinterest in linking up. The fuck does that mean? That just means you don't want him. But the fact that it was reported as mutual disinterest is incredible to me. Uh, that tells me if they don't want a quarterback, if they didn't go out, I mean, they tried for Deshaun and stuff like that. I think their contingency plan is all right. Kenny Pickett. He's people said he's the most pro ready. Um, so I think Carolina takes a shot and goes Kenny. Tiny hands. Tiny, tiny hands. But they'll make it work somehow. Uh, number seven, Rich. We have the Giants again. This pick coming from Chicago from the trade last year when they traded up to get Fields in the draft. So you have the Giants. Hmm. Which way do I want? I think I want to go. I think they need an edge rusher. I think uh, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State uh, is a good fit there. Um, yeah, I think. It's, it's a need for them, and he's a good pass rusher. I think yep. it's a great fit. Sometimes you don't got to overthink it, especially because last year they had uh, Aziz Ojolari um, have a nice – maybe maybe get a nice one-two duo in New York, kind of when they had uh, Justin Tuck and JPP. Uh, this brings us to number eight overall, Atlanta Falcons, hot Atlanta. Down a Matty Ice. Down a Calvin Ridley. Down a Calvin Ridley. Down everything. Who do we got, Dave? I think they're not going to go quarterback because they know there's better ones next year and they're going to suck some ass this year. Um, But I think this is the year where they're going to take a receiver because they have no receivers, right? They have Pitts and they have Cordell Patterson and what else? Yeah. I'm pretty torn here whether they're going to take a couple of guys. There's a couple guys who I think are the top two. And I'm not sure which one is going there. They're both in some way similar. The only reason I'm going to pick this one specifically over the others, because I see it on this mock draft I'm looking at has the Falcons taking him. So I'm going to take Garrett Wilson out of Ohio state going to going to hotline. Yeah. Garrett Wilson uh, stud um, him and Chris Olave pretty dominant. At Ohio State. I mean, Drake London's the other guy, too. He's just an absolute yeah. freak, big target, Psycho. red zone target, right? Like Basically a defensive end playing wide receiver, like just a physical I didn't know monster. if I was going to pick London or Garrett Wilson, but apparently Jeremiah thinks if they're both there, they're going Wilson, so I'll trust him on that. DJ knows his shit. Um, okay, formerly Denver Broncos pick. I now have Seattle. And let me tell you, Seattle's in the market for damn near everything. Um. Seattle needs anything, okay? And I think they look around and they say, we need all of it. Can we tr- can we pick six players here? You can't, Pete. Sorry. Um, at this point for Seattle, based off who we've picked so far, I think they're going to take the approach of best available. And I think the best available on the board right now is Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. DB, listen, a tall 6'3", rangy corner with absolute coverage and ball skills, unreal athleticism. Does it remind you of anyone that's played in Seattle before? Yes, it does, Richard Sherman. Um, Not to try to recreate the Legion of Boom, but hey, get a DB in there. Get whoever the fuck you can in there. At this point, it's just best available for them. All right. 
we now have number 10, the New York Jets from Seattle. Uh, Rich, go back to you for another Jets pick here. Um, Zach Wilson needs help. Yep. That's 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 a accurate statement. And Dave, you preferenced him earlier. Drake London will be going to the Jets at this pick. Big, big red zone target. Like you said, it's exactly what Zach Wilson needs there. That uh, that wouldn't be that. Who Zach Wilson with Drake London and Corey Davis gets back there? Like, I'm not about to start overselling the Jets, but hey. <laughs> By low. Um, okay, Jets take Drake London. All right. Now for the first pick in franchise history for the Washington Commanders. The C's are on the board. Dave, command the board. Um, there's one player that to me like sticks out as there's like two or three that stick out to me as like these guys are already here at eleven. One of them's a quarterback, and I'm, they're not going that because they got Carson. No, and they then they have one on the defensive line, which isn't the, the 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 weakness of the Washington football, the Commanders, right? It's not their weakness. So I'm going to take a guy to help out on offense. Um, I'm taking a a good tackle because you can't go wrong with offensive tackle. You think he's going to hit? I'm taking Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Ooh. And he's uh, he's gonna help Carson there, keep him keep him upright, keep him safe. We talked about this, I think, before we started recording. Washington, we might be heading into the single most electrifying quarterback battle in camp that we've ever seen. We have three guys. I looked it up, dude. Fitzpatrick's a free agent. He's not there. Cut it. <laughs> Shut this podcast down. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> this is the last episode of the booth. We couldn't finish the first round. Uh, well, we still have Heineke versus Wentz, and that's going to be awesome. But I kind of want them to not actively not get protection for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. This one is going to seem a little bit uh, sacrilegious, dare I say. But I am picking for the Minnesota Vikings right now at number 12. Rich, I'm picking for your boys. And look, we talk about it. Kirk took a cut or, you know, did some cap wiggle room stuff. You got edge rushers. You got receivers. You got running backs. Your O-line isn't terrible. It's not top three, but it's pretty decent. Brian O'Neill, stud. Um, what you do need is defensive backs. You have a DB out of LSU who's old and slow and gross and diabetic. What you need is a new one, Derek Stingley Jr., going to Minnesota. Um, again, don't overthink it. You guys need a DB. Stingley's still on the board in this mock draft. Boom. I love it. I love it so much. My number one to get in this draft is somehow, I hope, Sauce falls to us. But and, Stingley and, is my number two. I mean, you could just flip, like, yeah. Yeah. Just make a draft day trade right now and just say uh, Minnesota and Seattle have agreed to terms to trade sauce for stingley they just go. they they fucked up <laughs> keep him <laughs> keep him in purple and yellow he looks good in those colors yeah. he plays good in those colors moving forward number 13 from the cleveland browns we have the houston texans pick this would have come in the deshaun trade um rich 
Houston Texans. I think he's going to fall this far. I think they're going to see him there and not be able to not take him. And it's going to be Malik Wills going to Houston. They're going to get a new quarterback. They have said that maybe they don't want to change their quarterback routine here this year. But I think if he's there at 13, they'll take him. When teams say they, when teams who clearly are not good at quarterbacks say they are comfortable with their quarterback situation, that tells me they're comfortable until the, until they have a hundred percent guarantee to get the better yeah. guy. Like so that they if if they don't get Malik Willis for some reason or whoever they can be like see we've always had your back Davis. Um, interesting, I like that Malik Willis. All right, okay, number fourteen, David O'Doyle picking for the Baltimore Ravens big truss you want you want to hear what I got for him you want to hear what I got cooked up for him I do there's a couple guys who I who I thought about here yeah um both on the defensive line all three of the guys I kind of thought of but I think it's a Ravens thing that they want to do. They've always had big dogs in the middle. I think Jordan Davis is going to Baltimore. Uh, I've seen that a few places and I saw some things. I can't remember who tweeted it. It might've been Brett Coleman shout out, but uh, he said, he's like, Jordan Davis just seems like a guy the Ravens would draft. And he does just a big dog up front. We'd have two 350 pound tackles. One of them would stand barely at six feet. One of them would stand almost six, seven. Incredible. Um, I love that pick. I got that. I got that one. I knew I thought Rich was about to pick him with the last one. He's like, they saw him sitting there and I was like, Oh no, I'm going to have to go on the fly here. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have to give him like young or, or Carl Loftus or something, but no, or sorry, Trayvon Walker. I thought Trayvon Walker or Carson Loftus. And Carson then I said, Oh no, there he is though. <laughs> hey, Big, Jordan Davis. Big Bulldog, JD. Love it. Okay, this brings... All right, this is the first of 16 picks for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Um, the, the Eagles, they don't need... A, the Eagles are weird. They were somehow a playoff team, but they don't seem like it. Um, the Eagles could use a lot of help. They did... Uh, release, but then re-sign Fletcher Cox, so they have him. They were also, we talked about it last week, they got Hassan Reddick, so they kind of shirt up the edge. We joked about this earlier, that they are just going to take a bust of a receiver. <laughs> so I hope this guy doesn't bust because he was fun to watch in college, but I think at 15, the Eagles are going to take a weapon for Jalen Hurts, if that is their plan. Uh, they don't have a great history of first-round wide receivers the last two times they've done it. But Chris Olave out of Ohio State, both the Ohio State boys off the board here. Uh, Garrett Wilson going at number eight earlier. And now we have uh, Chris Olave joining him. Um, joining him as a uh, first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, Chris Olave, absolute speedster, burners, uh, just a fun prospect. And um, I think Nick Sirianni, he was scouting his – apparently the guy's undefeated in rock, paper, scissors. So I don't know 
what that had to do with much, but that's what Sirianni said. So, okay. That takes us to Philadelphia again at the turnaround here from Indianapolis. Um, Rich, Philly again. (laughs) Philly again. Um, You talked about them bolstering up that edge, but uh, they could use some help in the middle. Uh, Trayvon Walker still on the board at this point, a guy who's been rumored to go first overall sitting there at 17. I don't think they'll hesitate to take him. 16. 16. 16. Yeah. Yep. 16. 16. But still point stands. Yep. Well, what a steal though for him to drop all the way to 16 in our yeah. draft to get him at 16. See, and I feel like this every year. I, I personally feel like this every year. But I'm looking at my, I'm looking at all our picks here, and I'm like, oh my god, none of them are going to bust, and and we know that's not true. There's going to be a great majority that don't hit, but right now I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Trayvon Walker fell to here, when in reality, like, it, a lot of these guys are not going to hit. I hope they all do. That would be awesome. But, um, yeah, Trayvon Walker, what a steal for Philly there at 16. Brings us to 17, the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers done at it everything this offseason, it seems like. J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, uh, they still have Derwin James there. They have completely gone all in, and they somehow still have their first-round draft pick. So, Dave, who do you got? We know how good this Chargers team is. We know that they've literally almost upgraded everywhere. Um the one spot they still need a big question mark on is Brian Belog is an old man. Storm Norton isn't the answer at right tackle. I think they're going to put up another tackle just like they did last year. And they're going to have the mauler Trevor Penning going to the Chargers at 17. Trevor Penning. Um, yeah, absolute mauler stud. Um just add another good player to make them yep. scarier, right? <laughs> like, like I, again, it's the same thing as uh, Evan Neal at the 101 there. What uh, what harm is adding a lineman to your franchise right, QB? Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, that does absolutely sewer my pick here, but that's okay. Uh, Saints on the board here, or on the clock. Um, they did re-signed Jameis two years. So not a long-term deal, but I'm assuming he's going to be their starting quarterback here. Uh, they did lose to Ron Armstead. So I think they will try and um, give him some protection. And I think they're going to go with Kenyon Green. He is the guard out of A&M. <clears throat> I think they're just going to sure up that line, go Aggies. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, Jameis has proven a lot of things in his lifetime. And I think one thing he's proved is he doesn't give a fuck who's catching passes from him. He will throw it wherever the hell he wants to, whenever the hell he wants to. So I don't know if they are concerned about a weapon, but get Jameis some protection. He is coming back from uh, torn ACL. So that's what they do there. Okay, this takes us to Philadelphia on the clock at night. Again? <laughs> at oh, my 19. God, dude. Uh, Rich, 
Another Philly pick. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with this anymore. Um, they don't either. I think they'll stick on the defensive side of the ball. Who do I want to give them? Uh, we talked about them going. They, they've upgraded their edge position, but I could see them still going it in the draft. Just kind of add some competition or depth. Um, I think they'll go that. I think they will go. Oh, let's go. George Karlaftis out of Purdue. Okay. I think that'll be their pick. I like that pick. I mean, the year they made it to the Super Bowl, um, they had Brandon Graham. They had Fletcher Cox. They had dogs up front. Um, Never have too many dogs up front. Never, ever have too many dogs up front is right. Um, This brings us to – I don't know if there's actually a pick 20 in the draft. I don't think they're actually – they skipped it, didn't they? Or – I couldn't no, I'm on the one I'm looking at it says that it says it just says void. Um I guess uh, Dave I, with the 20th pick, had... it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I can say the words. Um this Dave, is... I'm sorry. <laughs> Who has the Bengals? I do. Do you want to trade that for the Steelers and get the Steelers an actual pick? Instead of me giving them Brian Robinson out of Alabama. You know what, Dave? I can accept your trade. Okay. This is the only exception I'll make is because I wasn't going to give them anybody. I was going to give them another Alabama first-round running back. I was just going to say, another 50-year Alabama running back? Yeah. Oh, I got to figure out what they're going to pick. Um Give me a sec. I was not prepared to pick. That is so funny. It's like, I don't, I don't want them to have a pick, but... If there's any Steeler fan that listens or will listen and come across this for some reason, they deserve to at least know that their team gets a pick. They deserve that much, and that's all they deserve. I hope the guy busts, but I can't on good conscience pick them anything that they deserve. I don't think he will bust. I've got a guy in mind. I think they could use a bit of an upgrade at the corner position. Yeah. Um, and I think Trent McDuffie is going to be a guy that will do that for them. Dude, even in the I, mock, I had that even, I had that pick for him too. If I was gonna be realistic, but I didn't want to say it. Even in the mock draft, the Steelers are absolute rat fucks. I uh, I was gonna go with Trent McDuffie, but hey, <laughs> do you know what we do here on the booth? We adapt. Okay, we are nothing <laughs> if not adapters. Um, so Trent McDuffie unfortunately busts. Um. This brings us to the 21st overall pick, New England Patriots. All right. I have the New England Patriots. Okay. Again, playoff team last year. They don't really seem like it just because they got absolutely fucking cranked um, by the Buffalo Bills. But in getting cranked by the Buffalo Bills, I think they realize something very valuable. They say, you know what? Kendrick Bourne, uh, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Henry, 
they're great guys. They are great guys. They're not great players. Um, and the, hey, guess who just got added into their division? Tyreek Hill, along with Jalen Waddle, along with Stephon Diggs, along with Corey Davis. Um, they need an over-the-top guy, so they dip into that juicy, juicy Alabama pot, and they snag Jamison Williams. We know Belichick and Saban are homeboys, and I think Belichick calls him up and says, hey, is Jamison a stud? Saban goes, oh, you betcha he's a stud. Belichick says, all right, he's a patriot. You doomed him. You know that, right? I know. <laughs> Belichick has never picked a good receiver, dude. Ever. Unless it's like small white, like versatility role players. And that's not Jameson Williams. Poor guy. Who was the last pick? The last receiver they picked in the first round? Nikhil Harry. Darn. Um, okay. This takes us to 22. <laughs> You're going to throw up. We have the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I'll Rich. try and be unbiased about say, this. Green Bay, uh, unbiased while still shitting on the can, Packers. You can, tra- you can trade it if you want. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do it. They have garbage for receivers. They have nothing. There's no reason they shouldn't go receiver. I know they don't like to go receiver in the first round, but they need to. Your hand is forced. You. I had them. I was going to have them going Williams until you picked them before. So they're going to have to go on fly and take Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. That is a saucy, saucy pick. That was my pick for the Cardinals now too. (laughs) We're just (laughs) fucking each other with these picks here. It's the actual, it's like the actual draft, right? Yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Yeah. Traylon Burks, physical specimen. Uh, I've heard pro comps, uh, anything from uh, Demarius Thomas to almost a DK Metcalf. The guy is a absolute freakazoid. Um, I'm sick hearing you compliment the pick I just gave to the Packers. I'm I know physically ill. <laughs> I know. See, and it, <laughs> but it was a good pick, and it makes sense for them, which is why I hope they don't do it because it's the Packers. They they don't they don't take receivers. Maybe they'll fuck up and just make Aaron Rodgers more unhappy. When did they – when did – what round was Devontae Adams? He wasn't a first-round guy, was he? Couldn't have been. I think so. I have no clue, though. I just – I literally couldn't tell you Devontae Adams' draft position. I feel like he was a mid-round guy, but um, – all right. This brings us to number 23 overall, the Arizona Cardinals, David O'Doyle on the board. Boy, I don't, I don't know what to do with this oh. one, man. <sighs> breaking news, breaking news. Devontae Adams was a second round draft pick. We figured it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In case you're wondering. Shoot, huh? I feel like I need to have watched more Cardinals to know what they're lacking now. Like, I don't know what positions are weak besides who's left, right? Like, who left? Well, so, did they? So, they lost Chandler Jones. Yeah, they lost Chandler Jones. AJ Green's a free agent. Yeah, then they lost Chase Kirk. Edmonds. Yeah. James Conner is re-signed, though, and they yeah, did James draft yeah. Eno Benjamin a couple of years ago. 
I'm going to go Jihad Dotson out of Ooh. Penn State. Love like, that. They, they need another weapon there. I think that's that's the guy they're going to look at. I almost debated going Christian Watson, but I feel like Dotson's just a little bit more sure coming from Penn State, right? Absolutely. Okay. This brings us to America's team, Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> Every part of me wants to go receiver here because that's what Jerry Jones is saying to his people too. <laughs> but I think it's too hard. I think it's too easy not to do it. He's fallen this far. Yeah. Nicobe Dean is going to Dallas. Um, interesting, I think, interesting pick. I think Nicobe Dean with Mike Parsons. I know that obviously, you know, Mike has transformed into one of the best edge players in the league, but having two absolute athletic specimen linebackers on their rookie contract. Um, what's wrong with that? Uh, they have two good running backs. You could say receiver because they did lose Amari Cooper. They did lose Cedric Wilson. But C.D. Lamb is a monster too. So I think they will go Dean there. Okay. Number 25, 25th overall pick. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock. That means our very own Rich Shonsby is as well. Bills are a really good team. They're not lacking in a lot of areas. <laughs> this is just adding. This is just adding. Um. Oh, where are they going to add? They're going to add a running back. They're gonna go. They're gonna take the first running back off the board in the draft. I always love seeing late first round running backs. They're gonna go Brees Hall from Ohio or Iowa State. Brees Hall, like the consensus RB one in this class, um, stud. And yeah, uh, Devin Singletary is. Somehow at 5'7", 200 pounds is still fat and slow, and Zach Moss is fat and slow. Brees Hall Hall is just fucking huge and yoked and fast. So break the trend, Buffalo. That's the scary part is if Buffalo gets a run game too, that doesn't mean Josh Allen takes 17 carries. Like that's, that's a very scary team for sure. Number 26, the... Tennessee Titans on the board. Hmm. I let's see. I almost think they're they're, they're going to take another one of these linemen. There's so many good linemen in this first round. Um, I'm tempted with a couple of names here, but I think. They're they're gonna jump on Tyler John or Tyler Smith, sorry, out of Tulsa. I think they're gonna like him there. Big angry guy like that. I think that's a guy Vrabel wants to have around. And this is a position because they're they're a pretty decently set roster, to be honest. They have a lot of their defenses set, most of their offense is set. I think you can't go wrong picking another tackle. And Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, 
guy loves to bury his opponents, man. I think they'll go that way. Yeah, I mean, everything you said, absolutely spot on. Um, hmm. Okay, 27. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the board. I was initially going to say absolute slam dunk. It's got to be Carson Strong. But then Brady came out of retirement. Otherwise, they were for sure going Carson Strong first first round draft pick. But <sighs> Ali Marpet retired. Alex Kappa. Gonzo, Cincinnati. Tom Brady saying, I'm not fucking coming back and getting hit 112 times. I'm not doing that shit. Okay, Bruce? We need protection. We got Tristan Wirfs. We re-signed Ryan Jensen. That's good. What do we need? Another lineman. And there is a big fella out there by the name of Zion Johnson out of Boston College. He is one hell of a prospect. And uh, of course, when I think it was, a, you know, famously when Brady got to the Bucks, he said, I want Tristan Wirfs. They got him. And guess what? The guy fucking hit. Um, I think Zion will as well. <laughs> oh, shit. Again? Yeah. 28 overall. We have the Green Bay Packers, Rich. <laughs> Another Packers pick. Yeah, I, fucking, of course I get both Packers picks. This fucking sucks. Um, but I think they can do to sure up some more of that defense. They lost uh, a defensive lineman. I'm not going to take an edge here, but they did lose um, Sedarius Smith. Let's fucking go. Um, but they will take a defensive lineman, sure up their interior. They're going to go Devontae Wyatt, who has surprisingly fallen all the way to 28. I think that'll be a good pick for them. So I'm amazing made it there. Right? I totally understand every logic that we've picked, but I'm like, wow, that guy's like been projecting the top 15 a lot. And to see him there at 28, like that's a sneaky little pick for the Packers there. Yeah. Unreal. Pair him with Kenny Clark. Ooh. Sorry, Rich. Um, yeah, love the pick. Okay. That concludes my draft since I traded 31 to Dave. All right. Rich ending on a uh, ending on a heater. Okay, and on the Packers. Fuck this. Yeah, that's a sour taste, huh? Okay. So, Dave, it's just you and me for the remainder. Number 29, the Kansas mm. City Chiefs. Formerly Miami pick, formerly San Francisco pick. There's like two players I want to pick here. So hopefully you'll pick up on it and take the guy in the next one. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to take, they need help on the edge. That's a position that the Chiefs definitely need, right? They were running around on the edge with Frank Clark, who's not what he was, and Melvin Ingram last year, right? So at this point, Edge should probably be something that they look into. Um, there's a couple guys who I'm thinking here could be either of them realistically. But I think I'm going to go 
Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State. I thought about Boye Mafe, but I just think Ebiketti is maybe a little bit more dynamic in his strength and his pat and his speed rushes. And I think that's going to be something that uh, that they like a teammate of uh, Micah Parsons there, Arnold Ebiketti, going to the Chiefs. Good pick. Good pick. Just a solid pick. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have the Chiefs at 30. This is my last pick before Dave gets his Bengals and then the team we're all waiting for, Motor City at 32. Unfortunately, I think the Chiefs are smart. I wish they weren't. I really, I really, I, I wish they weren't. But they got five picks for Tyreek Hill. And I think they look at that and they say, why the fuck not just draft another weapon? So I think we will see Christian Watson out of NDSU, North Dakota State, teammate of Trey Lance's. Um, guy's a stud. He's about six foot four, 210, 215. Uh, ran a 4.36. Absolute stud. I thought they were going to go with a Traylon Burks, uh, Drake London, Christian Watson, a receiver like that. Um, and Watson is the one who's available. So. They are going to get a weapon for that fuckhead they have throwing the ball. All right. Dave, I pass the torch to you, my good sir. You have the Bengals at 31, and you have the Lions at 32. Let's I wish I, could, I wish I could flip these because I have my Lions pick, but I don't have my Bengals pick. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I go on a limb here? Yeah. Was your Bengals pick Zion Johnson? It it wasn't because I'm okay. there's there's a four man debate for the who the Bengals might have there. He's one of the four, definitely, but but so he's gone. Yep. So the four guys I have here is we could move Ted Karras to play guard where he has and take Tyler Linderbaum, <sighs> which is spicy. But yep. then that still leaves in a really good offensive line class. The cornerbacks aren't quite as good. And I would like to get a corner here to be the starter across from Cheeto. And there's still Kyrie Elam and Andrew Booth sitting there. Yep. But Tyler Linderbaum's a spicy one just to think about the O-line. That would that's that's like the one year that was it last year or two years ago when the Chiefs O-line all retired or left. And then they said, What if we just straight up rebuilt it and it was yeah. the strength of our team? Right. Oh, man, just because I think that you can get good linemen or worst case, we have one of our guys win a job. I'm not going to go with the offensive line because we did get three new starters on it and have one returning that's very good and could still get a quit in Spain or have a guy win the job at left guard. I'm not going to go Linderbaum, but I love Tyler Linderbaum. I think that's a – and you could realistically, I guess you could see Linderbaum dropping because of his size to the second round, but that will be a great pick there. I'm going to go corner and I'm going to go Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson at cornerback for the Bengals. Um, like I said, our defense carried us when our offense was stalling out in the playoffs. 
And the only weak spot we really had was old cornerback too. And I think Andrew Booth fills that need really solid, bigger body. And uh, him and Cheeto and those safeties are going to go wild next year. So Andrew Booth to the Bengals. I hope Andrew Booth goes one-on-one because we would have fucking so much content coming at you. It would be unbelievable. And then at pick 32 for the Lions here, I really considered going Sam Howell here. I really did. I really considered it, but I think I'm going to pick a player that most people have in the first round that's not picked yet. And I think he's just so good, and especially because not like the Lions have a lot of strength in the middle of their defense. I'm going Devin Lloyd, Utah linebacker. Last pick going to the uh, Detroit Lions. And that's a real – I could actually see a real fall for Devin Lloyd, and I've seen him in the top ten and stuff. He ran, I think, a 4-7 or something. Didn't have a great combine day, and I don't think – I mean, I've seen the tape. Like, I don't think – if you're watching Devin Lloyd play, if you were scouting him and you see the four seven, you're not going to go, Oh my God, like he sucks. Like it's not, it's just, that's how it works. You know, he had a shittier 40 times, so he might fall, but just to recap real quick here, we had Evan Neal, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, Icky Okwanu, Kenny Pickett, Jermaine Johnson, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Drake London, Charles Cross, Derek Stingley Jr., Malik Willis, Jordan Davis, Chris Olave, Trayvon Walker, Trevor Penning, Kenyon Green, George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Nakobe Dean, Brees Hall, Tyler Smith, Zion Johnson, Devontae Wyatt, Arnold Ebiketti, Christian Watson, Andrew Booth Jr., and Devin Lloyd, that is a loaded. First I mean, that's round. not even to mention there's like D tackles like Travis Jones, Logan Hall still out there, Bernard Ryman, a big nasty tackle still waiting, Linderbaum at center, Boye Mafe off the edge, Kyrie Elam at the corner I mean, spot. There's a lot of good talent waiting in the second round, right? Roger McCreary, it's right. just and and the thing is, like we said, this is the best time of year because all these guys are going to hit. None of these guys are going to bust. All the free agent signings are going to pan out. That's what makes it great to be a football fan at this time of year. Um, that was fun. That was fun, boys. So I'll just I'll just ask this, just just for fun. So Rich, in this draft, you got Derek Stingley Jr. You like that? Love it. It's my number two pick, maybe even my number one. It's him and Sauce for me. And right. honestly, I'm in some days I lean Stingley because. He played in the SEC and Sauce didn't, right. but but both guys I would be very happy with. Carve, how you feel about uh, getting Big Jordan Davis in the anchor in the middle there? For the I'm Baltimore pretty, Ravens. I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped. That's you know the Ravens always have good run defense and make a strength stronger. You know if you can't run the ball, then we know what you're going to have to do, and. We're getting Marlowe back. We're getting Marcus Peters back. We got Marcus Williams now. Chuck Clark, Sean Elliott. I'm pumped. Love it. And then my own pick of my own making, Bengals at 31, Andrew Booth from Clemson. 
I mean, like it's it's tough to be as excited because it's pick 31 and it's not pick 12 or pick 14, right? Where you get those really elite guys. But I mean, I think Andrew Booth, as long as he comes in and he's serviceable, right? Like that defense is good. That defense is all returning. That defense is pretty much set. If he can just fill a spot and play good football, right? We're not too worried about it. So, I mean, I like the pick. I picked the pick myself, right? But Andrew Booth is not as sexy as Jordan Davis or Derek Stingley, right? Still, I mean, yet for going to the Super Bowl. I was gonna yeah. say, oh, you, yeah. it's not like yeah, it's not like you're Detroit where you're getting the 32nd pick and you fucking suck. I right. mean, they, they also have a top three pick, but yeah, um, yeah, no. So that concludes this episode, but it also concludes the booth v 1.0 mock draft. That was fun. We will be doing more of these. We got five weeks till the draft. A lot of draft content, a lot of NFL content coming at you. This is Christmas for football fans. Um, love it. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Thank you for listening to the Booth Podcast. 